Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Sensemaker. Hi, I'm Nimmo and this is Sensemaker from tortoisemedia.com. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, an enormous opioid epidemic lawsuit has come to a close. But has it ended in justice? In 1996, Purdue Pharma, a US pharmaceutical company, launched a new drug, OxyContin. It was an opioid-based painkiller modelled on the sort used for cancer pain and end-of-life care. What no one could know back then was that it would go on to cause an epidemic of addiction which would kill hundreds of thousands of people. The problem Purdue Pharma was staring at in 1996 was that if it could only sell OxyContin for cancer and end-of-life care, the market was fairly limited. To make more money, Purdue needed to target a different set of people. People with chronic pain. At the drugs launch event, Dr. Richard Sackler, a Purdue executive and nephew of the company's founder, Arthur Sackler, vowed to market it so aggressively there would be, quote, a blizzard of prescriptions that will bury the competition. That marketing campaign was really persuasive. Here's a 1997 ad for OxyContin. The main area that we can improve on and the approach that's available to every doctor with a prescription pad is just for us to do a better job of prescribing strong pain medications, and I mean opioids. The guy that's speaking there is a doctor. He's sitting in his office, wearing a shirt and tie. He's there to project authority and expertise, and crucially, to appeal to other doctors. Because until the 1990s, it just wasn't commonplace to prescribe opioids for people with chronic pain. They were reserved for patients with cancer and terminal illnesses for a reason. That's because opioid drugs are extremely addictive. So a big part of Purdue Pharma's marketing campaign was to convince doctors, firstly, that opioids were appropriate for chronic pain, and secondly, that OxyContin's formula was the best and safest opioid to prescribe. OxyContin had this special coating, which meant that painkillers were released gradually. The drug makers said this made them less likely to be abused. All the way along, Richard Sackler was really involved in the sales pitch. Well, so Richard Sackler, who's really the, the most active of these various family members, who's the son of one of the founders uh, of, of uh, the company, one of the three brothers who originally took it over, um, would regularly be asking for sales reports. He would be coaching people on how they should go out and, uh, and push OxyContin to doctors. And Purdue's strategy worked. Between 1997 and 2002, OxyContin prescriptions for non-cancer pain rose from 670,000 to 6.2 million, and the company was raking in billions of dollars. But on Wednesday last week, all of that came, officially, to an end. Purdue Pharma was dissolved as part of a huge court settlement. 
In other words, the company no longer exists. Late today, a federal bankruptcy judge gave conditional approval to a multi-billion dollar plan to settle lawsuits against Purdue Pharma, the maker of OxyContin. It was the culmination of thousands of lawsuits filed by local, state and federal governments, all of them suing Purdue and the Sackler family over the costs of the opioid epidemic, an epidemic they say this company helped create. While Purdue Pharma and the Sackler family were making billions, a crisis was beginning to unfold. Because the trouble is, like any other opioid, OxyContin is addictive. Very addictive. And it's potent as well, twice as strong as morphine. The massive tidal wave of prescriptions of OxyContin and other opioid drugs kept on growing and growing. Over the course of the last two decades, across much of America, prescription narcotics were relatively easy to obtain, and a big black market was growing as well. There were plenty of pills to sell, and plenty of drug-dependent people willing to buy them. Thousands of people started misusing OxyContin. People could crush the pills and then snort or inject them. Doing that bypassed the prescription's time-release formula, giving the user a stronger, more immediate high. As opioid prescriptions climbed, so did addiction, and so did overdoses and deaths. Between 1999 and 2017, nearly 400,000 Americans died from opioid-related drug overdoses. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Concerns about OxyContin's potential for abuse started early. In 2001, Connecticut's Attorney General called for Purdue to reformulate the drug to prevent abuse and addiction. Then, in 2007, the company paid out $600 million after pleading guilty to misleading the public about the drug's addiction risks. Three top Purdue executives were convicted on criminal charges for misbranding OxyContin. By then, there was a clear and direct link between OxyContin, addiction and drug abuse. But still, Purdue and the Sacklers kept pushing for more and more sales. Internal documents from the company revealed by journalists and court filings show that Richard Sackler was one of the people leading the charge. He really comes across in email after email after email in these various uh, accounts as somebody who was almost obsessed with the sales of the drug to a point where you get to a stage just a few years ago where sales of OxyContin start to level off. And there's an obvious reason for that, which is the doctors have woken up to the fact that this drug is killing people and opioids are killing people. We now have you know, some 200,000 people who've died in opioid-related deaths uh, in the last few decades. And so sales are leveling off, and this clearly drives him nuts. And he's saying, you know, we need to keep pushing. We want bigger doses of the drug for longer periods of time, which is exactly what anybody who's looking at this soberly will tell you is a recipe for addiction and a, a dangerous state of affairs. Even so, the Sacklers have not admitted any responsibility for their role in the opioid epidemic. The settlement last Wednesday will at least mean compensation. 
the Sacklers agreed to pay out a total of $4.5 billion to individual victims and families affected by the opioid crisis and to support drug rehabilitation programmes. But one of the conditions of the payout is that the Sackler family don't have to admit any wrongdoing and the family will get immunity from any future lawsuits. The opioid crisis has destroyed communities, ruined lives and left thousands of families bereaved. The Sackler money might help rebuild those lives and prevent more people from dying, but it can never make up for what's been lost. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker. To hear more podcasts from Tortoise, why not subscribe to The Playmaker? One story every day to make sense of the world of football. Available now on all podcasting platforms. Today's Sensemaker was written and produced by Ella Hill. The Sensemaker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.